Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, I, my first reaction is just fuck yes, let's go. Socks versus Detroit. That's that's where it all starts. Because it all starts taking care of business in house in the Central Division. That's right. I'm a meatball. You got to bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Hello, White Sox fans. It's Tony on tap, and I am joined once again by NWI Steve on yet another losing edition of Sox on Tap. This is getting really old to say, but here we are yet again talking about another ball game where the White Sox lose. You can follow me on Twitter at Tony on tap, Steve at NWI underscore Steve, and the show at Sox on Tap. And be sure you're following at on tap Sportsnet. You can find us on the interwebs on tapsportsnet.com. We've had a couple of uh, really good White Sox articles go out about this stretch of White Sox baseball. I encourage you to go read them, follow along with us on the show. Steve, Sox lose this one by a final of 8-3. to three. How are you feeling, my friend? hey oh Anthony. Um, I exist. That's about the extent of what I can say right now. This team is sucking the life out of me at the moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. So let's just get right into uh, today's Paul game, Steve. A uh, little questioning of the lineup once again from Tony La Russa, Louis Garcia uh, leading off today. Uh, Luis Robert seems to be hashtag back, it seems, as a staple in the lineup. We'll see what happens over the weekend, but he was in the two hole. He had Mancata make his first appearance back to the lineup. That's got to be encouraging. Uh, but then you kind of stack this lefty, righty, lefty, righty. No, um, no AJ Pollock today, which really kind of was interesting to me, uh, considering the bats heating up there. Uh, I, I'm normally not one to go into too much lineup specific stuff. I was just a little bit curious about this one. Um, again, it's a, it's another version of the lineup, Steve, any, any thoughts there? My initial thoughts are this. Um, I, Commented on this on Twitter.com. You have the guy that has been your best hitter. Well, maybe not your best hitter, given what Jose Abreu has done over the last two or three weeks here. But one of your your best hitters over the totality of the season and Andrew Vaughn, and you drop him seventh, uh, especially after the performance he had yesterday. And you have him hitting behind the likes of Larry Garcia, Yoan Mancata, Yasmani Grandal, Gavin Sheets. We can talk all we want about handedness. A lot was made about the splits with Alec Manoa and the way that he has handled right-handed pitch, or excuse me, right-handed hitting this year. There's still no justification for that. Um, I know I'm someone that I, I look at data, I look at information, but I've talked about this. There comes a point when you have to use reason. And this just was not reasonable here to have Andrew Vaughn hitting behind those guys here today. And it came back actually to bite them right in the first inning. Yeah, Steve, and just the fact that Yohan Moncada is batting third, I know the name presence is there. Uh, I would have probably rather have seen Andrew Vaughn 
hitting third here. Um, again, I, I'm not one that goes into a lot of lineup discussion, but uh, just just general curiosity over this today because I felt like you would have been in a better position to win this ball game. I know that there was a lot of stuff on the splits uh, that was talked about throughout the broadcast, talked by uh, Tony LaRusso and, and everybody involved in this. Um, really want to see AJ Pollock in this lineup more. Um, that's number one. Number two, uh, a, a lot of people are talking about Andrew Vaughn. I, you, you gave your point. I think that that's kind of almost become an echo chamber throughout the season of people who want to see Andrew Vaughn up higher in this lineup. I think to this point, he's deserved it. You've seen Larusa go and put Berger up third when the bat's hot. It just feels like we're at this point getting to uh, grasping at straws grasping at straws to try and see if things work and, and not a lot of it has uh socks. Like I said, lose this ball game by a final score of eight to three. Uh, Larry leads it off with a single or that's fine. You talk about the first inning missed opportunities. Why don't you get into that one right off the start? I mean, three pitches into the game, you get your first two hitters on base and you're thinking, okay, maybe they can get to Alec Manoa early, kind of do what they did to Kevin Gosman just a couple of days ago here. You've got a guy that has been one of the best pitchers in the American League. Attack him early. Try to get on the board. Try to build a little bit of momentum here. And you put yourself in a good position for that. What happens then? True to form as we have seen for most of the season. Yohan Mankata comes up in an opportunity here to do some damage. Weak fly out. Jose Abreu strikeout. Gavin Sheets draws a walk. So you, you got the bases loaded here. And... You're in a position now all of a sudden where <laughs> you've got the bases loaded and two outs and Yasmani Grandal coming up. You know, a, lot, a lot has obviously been made in recent days and weeks about the struggles that Yaz has had throughout the course of the season. And kind of a funky at bat, first pitch out of the zone, take, takes him out of it a little bit on, on a bad called strike, works the count full, and then he takes a, a pitch that was in the strike zone for, for strike three. We just see this far too often from him this year. This is exactly where what I've been talking about at the start of the show when I said Andrew Vaughn hitting seventh tonight really came back to bite him in the ass right in that first inning because you would have really loved to have seen Andrew Vaughn come up in a position where Gavin Sheets or Yasmani Grandal were hitting with guys on base. And you would have loved to have Vaughn have that opportunity right there to drive in runs and get this team on the board early. Yeah, Steve, as uh, the uh, tale goes, uh, the White Sox unable to be opportunistic once again with runners in scoring position. I don't even want to know what the stat is at this point. I think it was three like, for 33. Yeah, just nah, I don't want to hear it because um, it's depressing. It's depressing. I hate getting swept. I hate getting swept by the Toronto Blue Jays. Good teams. Um, you want this team to just rise to the occasion, and they're not right now. Uh, on the pitching side, uh, Steve, Johnny Cueto goes out there, gives you six innings, gives up seven hits, four runs. I would say that this was probably the most difficult start for him, uh, even if you go look back against uh, the the Cubs uh, in, his, in his last start, you started to see a little bit of shakiness, but I would say that overall, this is your fifth starter. He's going to give up runs. He's not going to be spotless all year. He started the year that way. He's not going to be spotless all year. Four runs over six innings. Yeah, that's not exactly great, but serviceable, um, in my opinion. 
uh, from Johnny Cueto. He does strike out five, does give up one long ball. But uh, Toronto gets on the board right nearly in the third inning. Sox don't muster a response until the eighth. Steve, uh, just walk me through where all this went wrong for the White Sox today. Same song and dance we've seen all year. Just guys going up there, lack of plate discipline, lack of a quality approach, not able to work counts successfully, draw free passes. We've been seeing this all year, and it's just a continuation of it. And as the saying goes, the beatings will continue until morale improves. And... (laughs) I just I don't know what what further there is to say at this point. I don't know what what there is to do right now. It's just it's the same thing night after night. It it absolutely is, and it gets it gets to a point where we're sitting here on the show, and I I made a comment uh, on Twitter the other night, like there needs to be a White Sox podcaster anonymous get together because I think everybody's suffering. Uh, that's trying to talk about this team right now because it's the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again. And you get on here and you talk about this and nothing changes. Um, Sox were able to muster across three runs in the eighth, uh, which you like to see some of the fight, but again, not good enough to get the job done. Uh, Those three runs, Steve, what was working in the eighth inning and how do they replicate that? Uh, throughout maybe two or three innings the next time they trot themselves out onto a ball field. I think in that eighth inning in particular, you just kind of started to see Alec Manoa running on fumes a little bit. And the fact of the matter is he, he was very good today. This is a guy, again, as I mentioned, one of the top pitchers in the American League through the first two months of the season. So you extend him a little deeper into the game, eighth inning, you know, fourth time through the batting order. At that point, you should start to get some quality looks at him. And I think it was a combination of that and guys just ultimately then getting some mistakes and getting some pitches out over the plate and actually executing and, and driving the baseball a little bit. We saw that with the Luis Robert double. Uh, that was that was pretty big right there. And then Yohan Mankata finally coming through with a clutch RBI single there to get this to a one-run game. And you hope that maybe that can be a little bit of a springboard for him to get him out of this doldrum that he has had to start the season because Lord knows he needs it. This team desperately needs a spark from him, from Yasmani Grandal, and just some other guys throughout this lineup, especially now given the fact that we're still going to be without Tim Anderson for another couple of weeks here. Somebody's got to pick up the slack, and hopefully Yohan can be one of those guys to do it, and hopefully that hit here in the eighth inning will be the springboard. Hopefully, Steve, uh, you know, just going back into this one, and I've seen this song and dance a couple times from these White Sox. You get yourself within a run, striking distance, and then the wheels fall off. Uh, That was the bottom of the eighth inning where the Sox just willed another one away, give up four runs. Uh, You were within one run there. Aaron Bummer uh, works around a little bit of trouble. Uh, he is able to uh, induce a ground ball. Uh, they were able to get a force out at home with the bases loaded. Uh, then I believe he struck the next batter out, and then the floodgates opened up. This is where things get really frustrating for me to watch, Steve, because it's in your grasp. You're right there. Your offense finally starts to show some life. You chase uh, a really good pitcher out of a ball game. It, it shouldn't have taken until the eighth inning, but – 
you, you finally start to show signs of life, and then it just feels like you get close, the carrot's dangled, and then the rug comes out from underneath you. I've uh, seen this way too much. Is, is this a mental problem at this point? Why does this keep happening over and over and over again? It almost to me just seems as if this group collectively is playing tight right now. Whether it's offensively, you have guys going into the batter's box trying to do too much, thinking that they're going to bust out of their individual slump and help get this team out of this slump that they have been in for two months now with one swing of the bat, and it's ultimately leading to poor results. And I think on the pitching side of it too, you have some guys that are going out there and trying to be just too fine, realizing we don't have a huge margin for error because the offense has been struggling so much. And as a pitcher, if you go out there and if you try to be too fine, if you try to make the perfect pitch all the time, a lot of bad things can end up happening. And it was fascinating to me because when Ronaldo Lopez came in to start that eighth inning and they were showing his numbers across the screen there, it doesn't to me feel like he's been pitching sub three ERA ball this year. Um, it, I was honestly very surprised when I saw that number come across the screen there because it just hasn't felt that way at all. He hasn't been the guy that when he comes into the games, you feel like, okay, all right, he's going to hold him here and he's going to get the bats back up there and give him another opportunity here to either add on some additional runs or come back. And this has just been kind of what it is this year. It's just been this seesaw battle back and forth with mediocrity. Very well said, Steve. Very well said. Uh, that's really all I have on this one. Uh, do you have any final thoughts uh, for this? Get Toronto the hell series? out of Canada. That's get, the of Canada. get the hell out of there. Get the hell out of Canada. And that's exactly what the White Sox are going to do. They're going to travel on down to Tampa Bay. Well, first they're heading, they're, they're yes, taking a they're bus take a down bus. to Buffalo. Yes. As, as reported uh, on, on Twitter.com, the Sox will take a bus ride down to Buffalo and, and then we'll take a flight down to Florida. Boy, that's going to be one interesting plane ride. I tell you, maybe what they maybe what they need to do, maybe some members of Bill's Mafia need to meet them at the airport, get some flaming tables lined up, and they need to throw somebody through those tables. Maybe that is what is needed to get this team up and rolling. Let's just get crazy, old school, 1997 ECW style, put some people through some tables, and let's just get this hex, whatever the hell it is surrounding this team, off their collective chest and roll from there. I, I don't know if I advise throwing any of our guys through tables. The injury prone thing kind of scares me, Steve. But What's the worst know, that can happen at this point? Uh, there's there's more bad that can come from that. Um, but I, I do think that they need to liven up a little bit, that's for sure, uh, and, and have some fun. Uh, hopefully the fun starts this weekend. We can keep saying that over and over and over again. Feels like empty promises at this point. Uh, but big series this weekend, Steve. Uh, you've got to you got to salvage this road trip somehow. I thought that they would be able to take one in Toronto. Obviously, that didn't happen. Worst case scenario is upon us. Uh, what do we have ahead for us, Steve? Got three games down in Tampa, and the Rays. You know they always find a way to be competitive. They find a way to do less with more. They're just a sign of a really smart organization. And they're really the antithesis of what the White Sox are. Whether you like it or not, those are just the facts. 
at the end of the day, it's going to be a tough series down there because it always is. Rays pitch well. They play good defense. They have timely hitting, usually with the long ball. Um, you know, you just – I don't know what it's going to take at this point to kind of bust out of this thing. Probably going to be some low-scoring games again, as has been the norm for the Sox throughout this season. So find some way to win one of those games down there so you at least don't get swept on the road trip. There you go, Steve. Uh, Series prediction. Um, I think they get swept. I have no confidence in this team right now. I just don't. No, no faith at all. I think you have to win a ball game eventually. I think they get one. Um, but I'm tired of talking about these losses on this show over and over again. It's starting to wear on me a little bit. I think I'm getting a little irritated. Um, Would you go as far as to say mad online? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. I, I, the the no, mad online is going to come. We're, I got, we're, we're very close. Where's, where, so where are we at on the mad online meter? I would say my mad online meter is about at like three, four. We're approaching, we're approaching danger zone. Uh, if, if we've got, if we have a bad weekend that's coming up here, uh, I know I probably won't be on the show on Saturday, but, uh, you know, Sunday night, Sunday, fun day, if we're doing one of those, if, if this thing goes even further down the drain, I think Matt online might come out. I'm just, it's so irritating. It's so irritating to watch over and over and over again and just really not see any sort of different approach from day to day it's it's the same approach you can change the lineup and, and maybe that's why tony's doing it maybe he's changing he's trying to change the approach change the looks change the the feel but like right now i don't know what you got to do man i mean I've tried literally everything change the couch position change the your daily routine we got to figure out collectively here what everybody has to do, what spots they need to be in to bring back the mojo. I have no idea what's going on with this team, and it's starting to get really, really frustrating. Um, I hope they make it out of there with one win, Steve. Uh, you got any picks to click for Friday night's ballgame? Um, I'm going to go with the snow cone vendor at Tropicana Field. Snow cone vendor? Yeah, because it's, it's going to be hot going to be muggy out there it's just a great opportunity for a snow cone i know obviously they've got the dome and they've they've got the roof down there at tropicana field but even in that scenario in a nice you know 72 degree climate controlled environment a good quality snow cone in florida i mean that's that's tough to beat it is do they still have the stingrays in the tank they did when i was there three years ago okay so whether or not that has changed i can't really answer but it, as of 2019 was still there all right, maybe I was going to go with the Stingray. You know, maybe it's going to help the Sox win somehow. I don't know. Uh, but I felt like the Stingray might be a good pick uh, for this series. Steve, I, I'm just – I'm grasping at straws at what to even discuss. We all are. Even discuss with this with this baseball team right now. It's, it's hard. This has got to be one of the toughest stretches of baseball for any White Sox fan uh, to watch. I appreciate those who tune into the show, converse with us, talk with us, follow us, uh, and just interact in general. If, if you've got thoughts on how to fix this, not not the general thoughts, the crazy thoughts. What can we do Let's get to wild. fix this? Let's get wild. Let's get some meatball takes out there uh, on Twitter. Maybe we'll run some 
some sort of Twitter, you know, meatball take poll tomorrow. We got to bust out some fun stuff so that we've got, you know, things to talk about with this team. I'm not, I'm not going firing people or, you know, we need Lance Lynn back or anything like that. What does this team need to do to start having fun again? That's what I'm talking about. Uh, I don't really have any suggestions right now because as you said earlier, and I think I've said it earlier in the season, the beatings will continue until morale improves. Maybe we need to change the morale here. And there's only one way to do that. Let's start having fucking fun. I concur. And the best way to start having fun is to get the 27th out of a fucking baseball game. Yes. Victory beers taste better. We know that. I'm tired of sitting here talking about losses. So that's all we've got for a show today, Steve. If you've got any final thoughts, we'll close it up, wrap it up, and uh, we'll prepare ourselves for more White Sox baseball this weekend. I have nothing further to say. This uh, this series just really was a kick in the nuts that you kind of thought was coming, but even though it still happened, it just doesn't feel good. Yep. Yep. You could prepare for it all you want to. It was just as demoralizing as uh, it could ever be. Uh, that's all we've got for today. Thanks for those who tuned in. Follow myself at Tony on tap on Twitter, Steve at NWI or NWI underscore Steve. Follow the show at Socks on tap on tapsportsnet.com for all of your White Sox coverage. I'm sure we'll have a recap of this lovely ball game up there. Poor uh, Besnick. Poor Besnick at Sox Insane. Give him a follow too. He's got some excellent. Sox thoughts. He does a good job writing up these recaps and other stuff. White if Sox. Nothing else, if nothing else, they need to just win against this guy. Does not literally go insane writing these things. Well, he did name himself on Twitter at Sox Insane, and maybe maybe that's the problem. I don't know. Uh, we'll figure it out. We'll talk to our guy Besnick. But win one for Besnick this weekend. That's that's. I think that's the the motto here, uh, Steve. That's all I've got. Uh, it feels really rough to say this because White Sox Forever really feels kind of like bad right now because it feels like we're in perpetual hell. But White Sox Forever. White Sox for life. <laughs>